0: This is ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Critchman, and joining me today is Mary Jo Rapini. She's a licensed professional counselor who focuses primarily on intimacy, sex, and relationships. She is my Twitter buddy and recently has come out with a wonderful book which really focuses on the couple. And, you know, very often we look at the woman herself in terms of sexuality, what's going on, does she have dryness, pain, lowered interest, or the man in terms of performance, erectile difficulties, underlying medical issues. But I think it's really important to look at the couple And Mary Jo really has done a wonderful job in her new book. So I wanted to kind of talk to her today to help clinicians help their patients as part of a couple to improve overall sexual functioning. So Mary Jo, thanks so much. And really just tell me, why is it so important to focus on the couple specifically when you're treating a sexual health problem?
1: Right, and that's a great question. I think what's really important is that couple communication, first of all, when a couple ends it or splits, the reasons why are invariably communication, sex, or money. Sex is huge because it affects all of those. And you may have something like erectile dysfunction, but it may be particularly part of what's playing off between you and your partner. In other words, low libido or not feeling in the mood, many times that has to do more with the relationship between two people than it does what's going on in your body. So, you know, I rarely work alone with couples in regards to being the only professional with couple work. We do need someone to manage their medicine. We need an OBGYN physician or maybe a urologist, or someone who specializes in sexual dysfunction. But in order for them to have really satisfying sex, they need someone that they're communicating well with, and the issues, the personal issues, are resolving or being worked on in their relationship.
0: Yeah, and you talk about communication, and I find that such an important concept. And as you know, I'm a sexual medicine gynecologist and clinician, as well as a counselor and therapist. And I find that I do a lot of the basics in terms of communication. Very often couples are communicating through their children or what I call operational communication. They're talking about the mortgage, the soccer, the shuttling. They're talking about operation. They don't talk about themselves. And, you know, I'm very concerned about how... Couples are even interacting. I have couples that text each other and they're in the same room. People are doing sticky note communication, as well as the concept of dating. Swipe left, swipe right with Tinder. I think we've lost the art of discussion. What do you think about those concepts and how do we get back to the basics in terms of communication?
1: Well, the most simple way to do it is to organize, to schedule when you're going to get together because today it's so busy and you've got so many things going on there's so much double tasking and or multitasking doing this all these other things besides focusing on each other so what you need to do is schedule a time whether that's a date night for you or a sunday morning in the bathtub and reconnect and that reconnecting usually starts with just being together you don't have to talk a lot to reconnect. In fact, sometimes the best reconnections are holding hands and going for a walk or doing something relaxing, maybe sitting in the bathtub or being outside and working in the garden. Whatever it is that helps you identify activities or being close in a manner that you like the other person again. You know, if a woman has low libido. And I tell you, we start taking off layers. Invariably, there's a layer of a dysfunctional communication pattern between her and her partner. There's a reason women who have affairs don't ever have conflict with their lover. And the reason they're having great sex and they don't have any other necessary attachment. They don't have the busyness. They don't have the kids They don't have all the other things, and that partner is introducing new concepts to them. You can do that even with somebody you've been with a long time, but you have to work together to do it.
0: You know, you make a very good point in terms of the overall discussion, you know, in terms of addressing the couple and getting back to the basics i think that you know we tend to not even spend physical time together looking at each other or what have you in terms of understanding and awareness and what have you and i even tell people like do a puzzle together go for a walk go to a restaurant that doesn't have a television so i think those are really important concepts I always say that marriage is selfish and selfless. What do you think about that in terms of the overall issues and concepts?
1: I actually sent that out yesterday. I I cited you and put that that quote there because I love that, Michael. I had never heard that before, and I, it really makes you stop in your tracks. I think a lot of couples would resent that or maybe take issue with that, but in fact, it's very true. When you're married... You basically have to put the relationship before yourself, which is something, you know, I've been married for a long time. We struggle with it. It's difficult because you want this other person, you expect this other person to basically, you know, they know you. They know your how you work to get where you are. You want them to understand things. But it's also very easy to get set into a pattern of being selfish. In other words, you know, I want this, I've worked for this in something in your career, and now it's time I, you know, I'm gonna go for it. But if it's not best for your marriage, maybe you shouldn't, or maybe you should hold back and try to work with it with your partner. We, we, I just see that all the time in my office. And Michael, one thing I would like to add to that last one about reconnecting with couples. Tantric loving is another way to do that and to reconnect. And tantric loving, you can, you know, anybody listening this to can Google it. It's basically coming back to the eyes and focusing on the eyes and breathing. And there's many free workshops about it. It seems kind of weird when you go with your partner But, you know, one of the things that marriage therapists know is if you actually will try new things, it adds a spice and a sexual excitement to your relationship. And tantric loving could actually be one of those things that you add spice, but it is really a deeper emotional connection. And we do it as therapists. We do it. I mean, you can find a workshop that will do it in particular, just specialized on that. And when you leave, you will feel a lot closer and more vulnerable to your partner. It's, it's quite an experience. I, I've tried it with my husband, and he's not at all like that. But he, we both really walked away going, oh, my goodness, like a whole other dimension to our, to our relationship.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, I'm hoping that you'll come back at some point and we can talk on the tantric experience. But again, certainly one of many things that can enhance the experience in terms of overall evaluation and improved communication If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sex Med on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Critchman. Joining me today is Mary Jo Rapini. She's a licensed professional counselor who focuses on intimacy, sex, and relationships. We're talking about the couple today, the importance of communication, and really spending quality time and improving the relationship by way of communication, by way of understanding, and actually active listening. Mary Jo has a wonderful book out. Tell us a little bit about this book and how people who are listening can get it, and how can we use it to help our clients, patients, and their partners improve their relationships?
1: Okay. Well, the easiest way to get it is just to go to Amazon, and it's Recoupling, A Couple's Four-Step Guide to Greater Intimacy and Better Sex, with myself, Mary Jo Rapini, and... Dr. Mohit Kira, who's a urologist specializing in sexual dysfunction at Baylor College of Medicine. The book is basically written as a couple's guide, and it offers options. There's no one way that works for every couple. And the number one reason couples don't ever work through their sex problems is because they're embarrassed. So this book offers you an opportunity you just work on it together at home or alone at home and then share the book with your partner. There's pages in the back you can go through and list the ones that you're struggling with and take those to the doctor. Just make a copy of them, take them to the doctor with you and say, well, we have a problem of sexuality and here it is and give it to them and then you don't even have to talk about it. You can let them open up the conversation. The book focuses on building intimacy rather than better sexual technique. Intimacy, you know, it's really the foundation. And without that, you can't really have a good quality sex life. And the two are very different, but all good sex comes from the base of intimacy. And I think, you know, there's a couple websites offered in the book that are wonderful to go look at with your partner and, kind of go through them they offer different products that you can buy that will enhance your sex life and maybe make you feel more comfortable or enjoy sex more and I think the book is just overall written with a real optimistic attitude that there's nothing that we can't resolve together if we work as a team the two partners the physician and the counselor and it really does take a team to to have a great sex life, especially if you're struggling with something, it's it's comforting and it I think that that's what it really is about. It it has a lot of valuable insights into stress and how that affects a couple, and it's just overall a great a great work guide. And I think of it as couples who have read it have said my goodness, you know, it touched on things that we were both afraid to talk about. And, you know, it gives you little simple things to do because it's, you know, it's not brain surgery. It's just learning how to talk again.
0: Right. And I think those are the foundations for a good relationship. And I think you can attest to the fact that very often people come in at the end, they're saying, we're not having sex. And then when you really scrape off the surface. They don't even want to spend time together. They're not happy together. They're frustrated. They're annoyed. They're aggravated. And again, very, very concerning. Just a a quick take-home message, Mary Jo, a quick one-liner for clinicians who may not know anything about counseling, anything about intimacy. Give them a clinical pearl that will stick with them and help them with their patients.
1: I think the the take-home pearl is that you must always bring it up. As a clinician, if you don't bring it up, and just ask them in a very matter-of-fact way, you know, how is your sex life? And no matter what comes out of that, if you don't have the time or you're uncomfortable, know people that you can refer them to that you feel comfortable with. And usually... If you know a colleague, a, um, a urologist or OBGYN or someone in the sexual field, they will have other people that they can help you with. But making that first referral if you're not comfortable is really key. Take it seriously. You know, Michael, I don't know if we should add this, but, you know, a lot of my work is with MD Anderson. And their oncologists now are sending me patients because after they have breast cancer or something like that, the oncologists are saying they notice a huge difference if we can get the couple back doing intimate exercises, like together, so they can heal through that, that mastectomy or that colostomy or whatever happened to them, and that's kind of an area we haven't really explored, but a lot of your listeners who have sexual problems Chronic illness is one of
0: them. You know, Mary Jo, I think you make a very good point in terms of talking about chronic medical illness and the issues related to breast cancer. Not only the person who has the disease, but the partner certainly is affected. So the focus on the couple is certainly essential. Mary Jo, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today about a very important issue. We've been focusing on the couple, and Mary Jo has a wonderful book out on Amazon called Recoupling, a couple's four-step guide to greater intimacy and better sex. You've been listening to Sex Med on Reach MD. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com/sexmed to download this segment and others in the series. I'm your host Dr. Michael critchman and remember, sexual health is general health. Thank you for listening.